Welcome to the Photo Banter Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gagne, and on today's podcast, I welcome photographer Sandra Catania Adorno. Uh, Sandra just released a new book with Radius Books titled Augusto Aru, where Sandra traveled back to uh, Brazil where she grew up. And this whole project is photographing the beaches that she went to as a child, um, really amazing black and white landscapes, and there's pictures of the people on the beach. Um, so in this interview, I kind of talked to her about her process of putting this book together as well as how she got into photography. Uh, Sandra didn't get into photography until she was in her 60s, um, so it kind of came to her later in life, um, but she's now just kind of find this new passion and has gone on to publish books and uh, do photo exhibitions and much, much more. So I was really excited to speak with her, and I hope you enjoy, and thanks so much for listening. Awesome. Well, now welcome on uh, Sandra uh Catano Adorno uh excited to talk to you Sandra um you have a brand new book out titled uh Augusta Oro uh, if I'm butchering that pronunciation um, um, it's golden waters all right it, what does it mean Aguas de Oro is golden waters okay awesome uh, yeah I was excited to talk to you it's a really amazing book and for anybody listening if they want to purchase a book now um where's the best place for them to pick up a copy uh radius books or amazon perfect and if anybody listening i'm going to be raffling off this copy um you can go to my instagram this is the photo banter i'm going to be giving away this copy all you got to do is leave a comment and uh, we'll be giving that away um but excited to talk to you sandra um i guess to start off um this project i was kind of curious like um when did you kind of start shooting these photos and what was kind of the whole project about for you I, I lived in Brazil when I was uh, small, as a child, and then I left when I was around, at the end of 12 years old, so beginning of 13, I left Brazil, and so it always, Brazil always stayed in my mind, so I wanted to revisit, you know, the big, the, the places I went as a child, and that's the place we spent a lot of time was there in this uh, Ipanema beach. So it was very interesting because uh, it's a different beach than it was before. Uh, before it was much less people, it was a narrower, there was much less sand, much narrower and very different also. And nowadays it's crowded, full of people, much more activities, uh, much more lively really, and uh, more fun. I would say than before, but it was an interesting thing to to go back and see it again as an adult. So it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed doing that a lot. So was that your first time visiting back in Brazil since you were a kid? No, 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 no. I lived afterwards in Brazil when I was uh, just married. I also lived in Brazil, and then I left again. I I left that age then I came back for two years for beginning of university then I left because I I went to university in the states and then from the states I went to live in Argentina Paraguay and then when I married I went to live in Brazil again but then I left because we lived in London for many years Wow, you've been you've been everywhere, Sandra. You, 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 it sounds like you looking at your website. You you travel a lot. It seems like you you can't sit still. You go on a exactly. I can't sit still, and it has been since I was a child. It's the same. It's always 
I'm always going here and there the whole time. I never yeah. stay for very long in a place. Yeah, no, that's amazing. And I guess when you started photographing these photos for this book, um, like, did you spend a lot of time working on this project or is it just like a few trips or like what was kind of the process of like? It was a few trips that I went and I took pictures and I, you know, I went like twice a year to Brazil. So I took pictures and left them there and left them there. And in the meantime, I was doing other things, other types of pictures. And uh, then I had enough pictures that I said, okay, this is the moment. Now I can go. (laughs) And what was kind of the process of like editing this book? Because I know, I mean, a lot of photographers, that's like one of the hardest thing. Like you go out there, you shoot thousands of pictures and then you got and then you got to go back home and you got to edit it. And like, what was kind of your process of like putting this book together? Oh, it, it's I, I agree. It's very difficult to edit. Very difficult. I think Sometimes, because the photo was very difficult for you to take it, you like it more, but it's not particularly a good photo. But you had, it was such an effort that you want to put it in. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so, it is difficult. You have, I think that you need to let it rest a while and revisit your editing. That's the only way I can eliminate, you know, for it not to be attached uh, emotionally so there's a first edit then I let it go then I go back in three months see it again and see it again and I think that if you are able in a book to just put all the pictures that you think are the best ones on a board and then just look at it every day then you can eliminate maybe because you say okay this one really I don't want but but it takes time I think it's something that takes time for you to choose. Definitely. And are you someone with the editing process that you kind of do it solo or will you um, uh, get advice from fellow photographers? Because I know in the back of the book and the acknowledgements, um, you had to acknowledge Alex and Rebe- I, I first, Rebecca Webb. Yeah. yeah, I first do it by myself. Hmm. And then I have someone that Andrea who helps me uh, in a second revision. And then when I'm more ready, I ask the webs if they can look at it to, because I send them a, a list with like 80 pictures and a B list, list like with 40 pictures for them to check if it's more or less coherent what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And they help me also with the sequence. But then when I go to my editor, he changes things also because he has another focus. His focus is about uh, the paper, how this one goes with. It's another editing. So it's difficult because uh, so he has the last say. Yeah. And so that's one of the things that happened with this book. Because it, it's only in one beach, uh, what we wanted to do for it, not to be too repetitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, the idea of the editor was for, to do this different inks. So with this, it's the same theme, it's the same beach, but at least with you going with ink, different inks, 
it breaks a little bit the you know the flow of the of the story so it has gold ink or silver or the blue in the middle it's blue yeah that was the interesting thing about it like anybody picks this up the the cover it's it's like something i've never seen before because like it's a photograph but it almost the cover almost looks like an illustration or a painting this because it has this really amazing gold so yeah that's what i was interested so the gold is something they did in printing it's not so much of a thing that was done in like photoshop or post really it was this kind of print it's what they did and it was my editor said look i've never done it i have no idea if it's going to work yeah but you have to have faith and we have to go with it and that's when we got there uh, to Verona, I printed it in Verona. We tried it out on it, but until the end, we didn't know if the gold would be too gold, you know. And then it's not nice because it's too. We didn't know. I mean, we tried to do proofs before, but it wasn't. We didn't have the machinery to to do it, so I didn't know. Mm. So it yeah. was interesting because until the end, my heart was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely because it's a photographer like everyone has their process and then kind of stepping out of your normal process and trying something yeah. new you want it to you want it to be good so it's uh exactly. it, yeah no that is exciting though you actually took a chance and it, it came out amazing like i said um thank you very much the thing that i mean struck me about the book it's it's uh it seems with your work uh, a lot of what you shoot it's really it looks like you're chasing the light. It's not it's so much the the subject isn't so much the focus. I there is people, but for me, like the the star of the book is the light. It would you say I, I that? Agree. It's yeah. the light. Yeah. It's my Brazilian part. My Brazilian part. As I was born in Brazil, the light is very important, and it's important not only this book, but everything I shoot. The light and bright light. It's very important for me. And when you're going out and photographing the beach, like when you're this going out there and do you have like a plan like each day, like I'm going to go to this section of the beach and try to capture this? Or is it really just kind of spur the moment and just kind of wandering around and see what kind of comes to you? Spur of the moment. Yeah. But I, I, there was someone that I had the class with. He said that I should go out with an objective, Mm -hmm. but I could never do it. Until yeah. today, I can't do it. I know that maybe that would be the best way to do, but I can't. I just want to. It's because I think when I go out to take pictures, I want to be in a, I don't know, in a bubble. And I just don't want to, to have a rational part. I just want to go where it takes me. <clears throat> yeah. So that's why I could never do it rationally. I even if I, maybe it's not so productive. If I was more rational, maybe it would be more productive, but I can't, I can't do it. No, I think it's smart. Like, I don't think it's like, it's hard. You can't force like the art, like you can't, like you can go out the plan, but like, I'm sure maybe I'm wrong. Like uh, some days maybe you came back and you didn't get photos that you liked. Like, many days. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Many days. And many days you throw away so many, I mean, that are not good. Yes, it happens always. I mean, always. Thank God we're in the digital era and we can afford to throw them away now. 
Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. I wasn't sure. Like, I know a lot of people like hearing about the technical stuff in terms of like equipment. Um, what kind of stuff were you shooting uh, this book on, I guess, in terms of cameras and lenses, I guess? I I shoot with a Nikon D750 and yeah. I have a zoom. And, uh, and I'm very not technical mm. because I learned to photograph much later in life when I was 60. Uh, I'm very bad technically. So yeah. the only thing going for me is my eye. So I go where my eye takes me. Sometimes it's horrible, out of focus or whatever. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter. I'll, there's another one that is good. So it's okay. That's amazing to hear you, you picked up a camera at age 60. Like, like how did that kind of come about? Like, how did you kind of first pick up the camera? It's my daughter. She went to to college in the States. She was at university in the States and her minor was photography. And I was, it was my birthday and she wanted to spend it with me. But at the same time, she wanted to do a workshop with Alex and Rebecca Webb. Wow. So she, she invited me to a workshop in photography. Yeah. And I had no idea how and what. I never had a camera in my life. I had the small, you know, those Sony. Yeah, little point and shoot things. Yeah, that little thing. So my husband had a 10-year-old camera. He said, okay, get this because I don't have anything. No, I'm not going to buy a camera for for workshop that I'll never <laughs> do anything again. <laughs> and that's how it happened. And I obviously was the worst person in my class. And I had the luck to have these two amazing teachers who had the enormous patience with someone who had no idea what she was doing and had never photographed before. And they still encouraged me and they still had the patience of looking at my pictures. Obviously, not only I didn't know how to shoot, I didn't know how to edit and I didn't know how to pass it to the USB that they wanted next day. That my daughter did. The rest, the computer stuff my daughter did because I was incapable, obviously. No idea. So everything was really bad. I mean, I was really the worst in the class, but by far. And even so, they still were kind with me and they didn't say, you're really bad, go and do something. No, they still said, no, no, try, try. And also I have to give credit to my daughter who never made fun of me. If she had <laughs> made fun of me, I think I would have closed and I would have gone home. And, yeah. and I had a lot of fun because it was my 60th birthday. I was with my daughter. And I was, you know, seeing something different for the first time. And I noticed for the first time, I had never, until 60 years old, I've always noticed nature around me because of Brazil, the forest, the plants are enormous and nature I was capable of paying attention to, but not people around me. You know, I went here, I went there, I went back and forth. But this was the first time I would say until 60 years old that I really stopped and I looked at people, really looked at people, looked what they were doing, the expressions in the streets, how they move. I had never done it before. Yeah. It was so amazing. And it was so much fun. 
Yeah, you, you don't realize it. Like, uh, I think that's the cool thing about photography. It makes you stop and see what's around you. Like, you can exactly. dr- drive down, like, the street and wherever you live, like, and you've lived there for decades or whatever, and there's so much stuff that you just kind of pass by in your day-to-day kind of busyness, you know? And you don't know, if you're not a photographer, it's very difficult for you to know. You just, you have objectives of getting this, getting a coffee, going to the bank, going, yeah. you know? And so... You, Many times you're on this little thing. <laughs> so you're oblivious. I, it was so funny because for the first time I noticed these things around them, sounds around me and everything. It was really amazing. So that's why I think I liked it. it because was- I could get out of this bubble of my life and go into another place. Yeah. That I've never seen. Yeah, that's the coolest thing about photography. It gives you, it gives you a reason just to explore and this like knock on doors and this walk down this alley or whatever street and see what's down there and you never know there's a cool picture. Um, and I guess with that workshop with like Alex and Rebecca Webb, like Alex Webb, obviously legendary Magnum photographer, like incredible color work he does. Like, what did you kind of take away from that workshop? And like, when you left that workshop, was that this kind of this kind of opened up the doors for you. This kind of your yeah, that's that's what opened up the doors for me. Yeah, it really did. Yeah, I, because it was another world that I never thought I would be able to take photography. I never thought of photography. I never knew any photographer. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't aware of photographers. I mean, I I was aware of painters, museums, you know, galleries, sculpture. Yes, not photographers. It wasn't part of my life. Yeah. So it was, I think one of the things that I became aware and it was very interesting is that how we have things that maybe we can do, some better, some worse, but we have no idea that we could do them. Mm-hmm. And we can die without knowing. I would, if my daughter hadn't invited me, I would never found out that I could take a picture. Yeah, I think that that's the thing I really respect about it is like picking up a camera, like when you're in your 60s or whenever is like, there's so many people, like even like I'm in my 30s and I have friends who are like, I'm too old to try that. I'm like, no, you're still alive. Like you're you're not too old until you're in the ground, like in my mind. And that's like the thing that's inspiring. I think what happens is when you get older, you become more critical mm-hmm. and you need to do, you have to, it's as if you have to do pictures, the best picture in two seconds. I mean, six months, you're a photographer. No, you're not. You do horrible pictures and you have to accept that. And there's no problem with that. And nowadays, when I went afterwards to other book uh, workshops, what I noticed was that I was the calmer and the happiest one of them all. Because younger photographers that went the workshops that I went, many were very anxious. They needed to do it right on the bed. And I was, whatever, it's a gift. Yeah, they want. Whatever I get, it's 
yeah, they're, they want they to they be in the gallery. They want to be in the book, which is great to have those goals. But I think you have to remember, like, oh, you, you need to focus on the craft first. And then you can get to those points of, like, all that stuff is, like, ancillary in my mind. Yeah. And, and I think also you have to have fun doing it. Yeah. You have to enjoy it. Yeah. Come back home smiling. Okay. It was a great day. Oh, <laughs> I have one picture that I really, I think it's going to be good, you know, and, and smile and be happy about it. You know, it, I think that the joy of photography for me is what is, it's so wonderful for me nowadays. I have so much joy of going out and coming back with this enthusiasm. It's as if I came it's as if I went back to my childhood, you know? It's as if I'm, I'm, I'm going out in a treasure hunt and finding something and coming back, woo, I got yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, and being that you're only like eight years into it, like it's all still so new. Like, I mean, I've been taking pictures for like 20 years now. I mean, I took my first class when I was like in middle school. I took like darkroom classes. So eight years in, I'm sure... You're still in that phase of where it's just, you're still learning, I would imagine. And it's all exciting and trying new stuff, be it like we talked about the new paper, or like trying some new effect or whatever. So it's like exactly. yeah. always experimenting new stuff and noticing new stuff. That's what I don't want to lose. Yeah, I don't want to lose that. It's, I'm, I'm working on my third book now that is going to be very different than that. But it's a completely different book, completely different. And I want to continue, and then I want, I want not to stop observing and being able to capture something new. Yeah. And, you know, one thing photographers, uh, it's like trying to like find your voice as a photographer, like your style or aesthetic or what you're trying to say. Um, did it kind of take you a while to kind of find your voice as a photographer? Is it something you're still searching for? Like, how do you kind of view this kind of your approach to photography, I guess? Yes, I think I'm still searching for it. Uh, I always try for some reason to depict things. Because let us say you, I have a friend, a photographer also, and she came out with a book at the same time that I, her portrait of Brazil, was so sad and it's reality. It's oh, not yeah. that it's not, but it's really reality. My portrait of Brazil is always happy. It's happy people. They're always happy on the beach playing kids. Yeah. For some reason, I don't I I like to see the the happy place everywhere I go. I I for me, it's more difficult to deal with the, the unhappiness and the loneliness and the, the, those things. I think I'll get there maybe, but yeah. not until now. Until now, I know that I'm looking for realities. But even if Brazil is a very difficult reality, the beach you see, you see bad things happening even in the beach yeah but i don't want to look at those i want to look at how everyone is having fun yeah it's not that you're ignoring it you know it's there i mean i would almost kind of view it like just hearing you talk about it. it's almost kind of it, 
like a hopeful thing. It's like it's like oh, exactly, exactly. Yeah, not you're not right. A, yeah, it's not, that. Yeah. As a Brazilian, that's what I think. I need always to have hope that it will get better. Mm -hmm. So that's what I. I don't want to think about the sad uh, until now. Maybe later on in life I'll get something. But as you said, I'm still. I'm still finding my voice. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> and I know someone else you mentioned in the acknowledgments was someone by the name of uh, David uh, Chicky. I was kind of curious what, what was kind of his role in the book and what he. He's the one. He's the publisher. Okay. And he's the one who came out with the idea of the pages in this different metallic inks of different colors. Mm. And so like. He was really important. He's very, very good, very, very intelligent person. Very good at his craft. Nice. And like, how did that? Because like, for photographers listening who you know might be interested in publishing a book or their own someday, like, how did that kind of partnership come about for you? Like, finding a publisher and publishing a book. Like, how did that kind of process work? I went to a to a workshop. With the webs also, a second in Santa Fe, in this publisher's office, because it was a, a bookshop concentrated on editing, editing books. How do you do a book? What do you have to pay attention to? So it was a workshop, not about the pictures, but how you should. And it was in this radius books inside there. And I went also with my daughter. It was in the beginning. It was the second year that I was. And obviously, my, my daughter was very interested. And then David came to me and said, you know, I know you're not taking it seriously. It's a hobby. But I saw your pictures and you should take it seriously. I know you're here for, because of your daughter, but you should begin to take it seriously. <laughs> so when I wanted to to do a book, I went to him. I said, look, I, now I'm taking it seriously. Now, do you want to publish my book? <laughs> so he said, yeah, well, it has to go to the board. So the board approved and, and that's how it went. Okay. I had another, another company who offered to do my book, a, a large company, but I preferred to go with, with David that I knew and it's a smaller thing and uh, it and I'm very happy that I went with him. Yeah, no, Radius, they do some really great books and another book. I think you were part of it was the Women Street Photographers book that came out this year yeah. uh, that Galnera put on. Yeah. Um, that was an amazing book. I highly recommend anybody. Amazing book. Beautiful book. Yes, I'm very fortunate that I have a picture in the, inside that book. Yeah, that was that was this. It, it was just for me like that book was just so exciting to see because it it was like street photography, but it gave you uh, you got to see all around the world. Like it was like photographers in America and then people in Europe. And it was just kind of everyone's different perspective. But uh, it was really it was amazing uh, book. Amazing book. Very, very nice book. It was really Gulnada does a wonderful job. And uh, I was with her recently in Paris because I was part of an exhibition mm -hmm. and um, and it was, as you said, wonderful because I met people, an Argentinian 
one of Peru, another one of Asia. It was amazing, amazing. <laughs> oh, and very interesting. Very, very interesting. Yeah, and one series of pictures I was excited to talk to you about, I really enjoyed. You did a series of photos on firefighters. Um, I was kind of curious, like, where did you kind of take those photos and what, what that project was all about for you? I have a house in California. Yeah. And uh, there was a fire just outside the gate. And uh, so obviously I went to the gate very worried about yeah. <laughs> the fire that would hit my house. Yeah. <laughs> and then I got so enthusiastic about the firefighters. And obviously that they were already, I mean, the fire wasn't burned. I mean, it was already contained. If not, I couldn't get near. But these pictures I could took most of these pictures by the, how do you say, the rear, you know, in the car, the... Oh, yeah, the, the window up top, like the... I know the, you're talking. Yeah, yeah. The, that, that mirror there, you know, yep. that you see behind? Oh, okay, so, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the, yeah, the rear view mirror. Exactly. That, that's, most of these pictures are that. Uh, done from there because they didn't like me shooting at them. Okay. <laughs> because I was, so I was with my car. And so I stopped, I, I opened the window, I shot, but then when they were back there, I could shoot more, you know? So I. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's incredible because the pictures to me, I almost like wasn't sure. Like some of them look like, uh, like uh, this. double. You see this, like that, like that. double, this almost looks like a double exposure or something. No, it's or or it's that mirror or yep. or that one on the side. Yeah, you know? I think this one is on the side. Okay, the side mirror, and this one is on the. They couldn't understand what I was doing, <laughs> and they went to the gate and asked the guy at the gate, said, "Who's the crazy woman?" <laughs> <laughs> and then I I printed. I what was nice is that I printed large pictures, these, and I gave to them, and it, they are on in the firefighters' place there. Station, yeah. Wow, in that's the, in the station, and they were because then they recognize each. Oh, this is me. This is me. And I got someone who was an ex-firefighter who knew some of these people, so he could recognize some of them, and he wrote. This is, I don't know whom, I don't know whom. So we knew what was the firefighter station to send yeah. it to. Yeah. It no, was, I, I loved it because, I mean, that's this great hearing that story because a lot of photographers would have probably this like packed up and went home, but you're like, you found a unique way to like not bother them, <laughs> but still got the pictures. And it almost, the pictures are really interesting because there's like almost like a, like a blurriness to some of them, which yeah. almost is actually lends itself to the fire and this all like the, the almost like the, the heat and stuff kind of comes through the pictures. Yeah. Um, it's like if they all blurry or it's because of the the mirrors that do those effects. Yeah, it wasn't me. I mean, I just I did what I could. I couldn't do. It, it was so funny. Yeah, I couldn't understand that I was shooting them that way, so I stopped. I wish they couldn't understand what I was doing. <laughs> yeah. 
and being someone that you're you're this kind of out in the out in the world this kind of on the streets or the beach or wherever you're at this kind of photographing people and documenting is is that something you run into a lot of times like people kind of don't like you taking pictures of them or like how do you kind of deal with like people and approaching them is it something you've always been comfortable at or Alex I think that you know, if someone doesn't like me taking pictures, I just tell him. I was in Iceland now, and I did take a picture of a god inside the museum, and he didn't like it. Mm-hmm. He came to me. And I said, okay, come here. I'll de- you will see these pictures. I'll delete your pictures. There will be another one. There will yeah. be two seconds. There's another one. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. I don't make a fuss about it. I just calm them down and say, look, I'll delete it. It's fine. Some people love it. Some people don't notice it. It's amazing. Sometimes I'm with <laughs> my camera has a 300 zoom. I mean, I'm on top of the person. Some people don't notice. Yeah. So there's everything. And some think that I'm a very important person that will make them a star in Hollywood. So they say, oh, from where are you? Are you going to put me in the next movie? (laughs) No, no, I'm not important. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just, I think it's just one of those things you just have to get used to. Like you know, sometimes as a photographer, there can be uncomfortable moments, but it's just like rolling with those punches and just kind of doing your thing to keep making pictures. And you know, you just have to get used to it. But exactly. yeah, exactly, exactly. And and there's no offense. I mean, if someone doesn't like it, just delete it. You'll get another picture in five minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. No, don't make a big deal about it. No, definitely. And also kind of looking at your work, it seems like travel is this a big part of your life. Like this, the travel section, you've been everywhere from like Cuba to China, India. Uh, like what have, been, what, have, what have been some of your favorite places to travel to? And like, what is it about travel that you enjoy most, you think? Uh, favorite places I like everywhere I went. Yeah. I don't have favorites because each one has something different to, and very different to offer. Yeah. Uh, I love traveling because I love to see how other people think, eat, talk, manners. I love that. I love it. I really do enjoy uh, being a second inside the head of a, you know, a Japanese beautiful lady with a kimono and the beautiful gestures and the you know just one second just to think like her yeah i think it's wonderful because you like it's another life and you learn so much i think it's each culture gives you i mean and it's enormous variety of how people think and I, I i love that and i hope i'll continue to travel always well, is there any place you haven't been yet that's been kind of on your list that, that you want to get to anything kind of on your bucket list that place you want to go you think uh yeah there's tahiti i haven't been to i would love to go to tahiti oh yeah that sounds interesting <laughs> um but Sandra, I guess to wrap up, like what's next for you? Obviously, this book, uh, uh, definitely I'll, I'll post it and people should definitely go pick up a copy. Oh it's an amazing book. But, but what's next for you? Anything you're working on right now, this photographically? 
Yes, I'm going to, I'm doing my third book and um, it's about um, uh, more reflections, completely different stuff. Because, you know, with COVID, it was very difficult to, mm -hmm. to see people in the streets. So with reflections, it was easier to get pictures. So it's about that. And um, uh, I think I'll publish it next year, uh, around March, something like that, March, April, something like that. Awesome. Well, Sandra, it was a pleasure talking to you. I, I appreciate you so your, your excitement for t photography. It's I, it comes. <laughs> I, I really I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I can't thank you enough. Uh, thank you very much. I'm very grateful to photography. It was an amazing gift that I got yeah. without expecting it. So it's really nice, really nice to have that. I was very fortunate. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I, I agree wholeheartedly. Well, uh, thanks so much, Sandra. And uh, thank you, Alex, very much. Take for care. Me. Bye. 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 So there you have it. That was the Sandra Catano Adorno interview. Uh, I can't thank Sandra enough. It was a real pleasure talking to her about uh, her her new book, which is available um, by Radius Books. You can go to Sandra's website or her Instagram. I'll put the link in the description. You can go uh, order a copy of the book, and I'm also giving away a copy of the book on my on the Photo Banter Instagram page um so definitely let's go leave a comment and i'll be giving that book away in the next week or so um but yeah i can't thank sandra enough it was a real pleasure talking to her about her journey with photography it's really exciting to hear someone who just kind of got into it later in life and just found this new passion so can't thank her enough um but yeah as always i'll be having weekly podcasts on apple podcasts spotify as well as the photo banter youtube page um so thanks so much for listening take care <laughs>